Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tim Petropolis, here with the only two twins that are getting getting ready to get groovy this weekend at your boy's wedding. Ooh, ooh, groovy. Ooh, ooh, wedding. Oh, we're getting down. You know we're getting down, Greek wedding style. Um, but before we get down Greek wedding style, we're going to get down with some tips on how to win your fantasy league. That's right, coming from the horses' mouths themselves. <laughs> that was a terrible horse impression. Um, and you then, did better. Can in we the kick past. you off? Yeah, the, I did. I did do it. Can we kick you it. off the pod? <laughs> also, we have a mock draft coming up where we're all going to be using different draft strategies. Michael's going to be using his famous no RB strategy. I'm going to be using the early quarterback, early tight end strategy. And Jason's going to be using best player available strategy. So all of us going a little bit against our natural instincts uh, well, today. Not me. I'm a big not zero RB really. guy. Nah, I mean, fine. You know, just you know, <laughs> take all the fun away. The Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast begins now. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hava, la hiva, hava, haliva, hava. That's not gonna go down at my wedding. I'm not having a Jewish wedding. Yeah, I'm, I don't. Uh, I, I know Jewish wedding songs better than I know Greek wedding songs. I don't know what that says about me. You know, I, yeah, I know so that you song. Thought, you tell me to name a Greek wedding song, and I have no idea what to sing. Facts, facts, facts. Um, before we get started today, I just want to give a special shout out to our sponsor, Red Cup News. Red Cup News is a news site for all things. Uh, sports with an emphasis on college sports. They have articles coming at you every single day. Some of the most recent ones include an ACC predictions for the upcoming season, Pac-12 power rankings, professional, I mean potential, excuse me, Big 12 stat leaders, and more. They also have a big following on Instagram, so check them out at Red Cup News. Also, if you're a fan of a college football team, Red Cup is probably coming to a local Instagram near you. So Red Cup and a and a team, uh, you know, if you're if you're if your school's big enough, bro. All right. All right. No, but yeah. If, if you're D1, dog. School of Hard Knocks, brother. So shout out to Red Cup News for sponsoring uh, us. We're looking forward to that partnership. For those of you who listen to us, you know that this is a brand new thing. So uh, shout out to Red Cup. Shout out to Mitch at Red Cup who hit us up. And um, we checked him out. He checked us out. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing having partners that you believe in and stuff. So we're, we're looking to grow together and shine together. So everyone give them a, give them a shout out. And uh, hopefully we can grow and shine together. Very cool Instagram. Very cool site. For all you college fans out there. Look, you know us. We have a, we literally have a segment this whole summer called the Real Recognize Real Hotline where we say there's trash-ass fantasy analysts out there and there's good ones. And we're going to introduce you to the good ones. Same thing with sponsors. There are trash sponsors out there. We got our first sponsorship offer we had to turn down because it was straight-up trash. I'm not going to flame anyone, but I'm going to tell you, it was straight-up trash. <laughs> so, like, we, we are, we're only going to bring you sponsorships that we really believe in. With that being said, too, Bob Lung has a consistency chart. Um, you can get 20% off that consistency chart with the password guide. Brodo. Consistency guide, excuse me. Drafts with the, are coming. Yeah, drafts are coming. So get on that Bob Lung um, and his... Uh, fantasy guide you can get that at brotofantasy.com if you scroll all the way up you'll get right there all right so now that we're done plugging you guys ready to get into the plug you guys ready to be the plug always because we're about to be the I'm plug gonna be, i'm gonna be i mean I, you it's never a good time to break into the black eyed peas hold on where is the love all right that's, that's that was Except not where's the love it, yeah i know i'm just saying it's a great song to break fine where in the love was early black eyed peas with love? justin timberlake and jt anything justin that jt timberlake. jt was not in black yeah IPs. what are you talking about that he's on that song though no he's not you guys am i gonna have to maybe that's prove a you guys wrong two weeks in a row maybe this there's a remix of justin timberlake but i do not recall him being all right in i'm gonna do a quick song. google because oh no, man he's on the real song justin timberlake is not in where's motherfuckers yo <laughs> Let me tell you the other, the other day the twins like I forget why we had to re-record something but Michael was like yo it happened a year ago and I was like no it happened two years ago Geno Smith Where's the Love Black Eyed yeah. Peas featuring <laughs> Justin Timberlake Yeah that's what I said Told you Tim Told me Tim Let's <laughs> <laughs> you be serious yeah. now um, Yeah but we're gonna get started today um, We each have two tips for you to win your fantasy league Now these tips go from your fantasy draft to beyond So if you have a little cheat sheet next to you take it out write these down. Because you're going to want to remember these things from a bunch of dudes here who has won championships, particularly to 
we are in a lot of leagues together. So it's really hard for us to win championships because we always have to face off against each other. And uh, we've had a group of friends that have been playing uh, fantasy together since they're like 12 years old. So, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Tim, we have good matchups. Fine. But mine and Michael's matchups yeah. legitimately always come down to like one player on Monday Night Football. <laughs> and it guys. seems like every time you play against each other, we're the two highest scoring teams, too. It's nuts. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's crazy? You know what? I, I would love to see a poll about how you guys feel about this. We're thinking about putting a rivalry week into our schedule where we each have a rival. So Michael and Jason will probably be a rival. I'll probably be a rival with Johnny, our brother. Um, and then Jason will probably be with Elias. And then Sal versus Nick, probably. Yeah, go on. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, and then just, what do you think about that? A rivalry, a rivalry week on uh, Thanksgiving week. Where you choose your opponent. No, no, no. Not that you choose your opponent. But like every year on oh, Thanksgiving, you face, you face your rival every single Well, year. you're technically choosing your it's opponent because you're choosing your rival. It's fun, right? We might have to do that this year. We do have a new schedule. We've been running the same schedule for like 10 years. one nothing Mets, baby. Good. The streak is real. Let's go <laughs> Mets. Now let's get back to football. All right. So, uh, oh, yeah. By the way, I hope you guys have been enjoying the series that we've been running, the heat summer wave. heat wave. Um, we're up to uh, almost done today. with the NFC yep. e, uh, AFC East. So check that out. If you haven't already, we're doing an in-depth look at every single team. So um, Just also, a quick update on YouTube as well. Um, these are oftentimes pre-recorded, so... If you don't check our Twitter or something, we do um, give a disclaimer, such as the Broncos. We discuss them without the news of Theo Riddick being on the team. Right. And because it's not a big deal, we're not going to re-record it. No. Yeah. But, you know, Theo Riddick does make a little bit of a difference in that backfield. Possibly. Um, well, well, that being said, let's get right into our first, um, our first tip. Michael, why don't we start with you? Um, because you got the biggest tip out here. Boom, boom. That's how you make a dick joke, Michael. That's how you do it. Uh, go ahead. Thanks. I'll keep that in mind for future dick jokes. Yo, we also had to stop a taping because Michael made the worst <laughs> dick joke of all oh, time. Worst joke the worst. ever. Me and Jason were just sitting there like, what are you talking just about, Just silence. It's horrible. I, I and then disgust. Yeah, thank God we, we redid that whole episode just for that joke. But I go make ahead, a Michael. lot of stop like listening to those in. jokes, but you guys really would have stopped listening <laughs> to us. We're like a minute in, acting like we had to restart a whole damn thing. <laughs> All right, my first strategy to win, guys. Here we go. Wait on QBs. Wait, you know, I'm going to be not wait, doing you know, that today, and I have a feeling that we're going to look back wait, at my team know. and be like, this team could have been a lot better. Wait, a lot you know. of uh, fantasy players, a lot of novice fantasy players think because the QBs score the most points, that's where you have to go early. Uh, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter who are saying that they get most of their quarterbacks are gone in the first six rounds, first seven rounds. We're here to tell you that if you want a huge advantage in that league, not to take a quarterback during that time. I wrote an article. It's available on protofantasy.com in the articles tab. QB or not QB, that is a question that came out earlier this summer, where I went over quarterback scoring. The variance of scoring between quarterbacks and the other positions is so much smaller that drafting a quarterback early makes no sense at all, especially considering the fact that standard leads leagues start two running backs and three wide receivers. So when you look at it that way, you're starting one QB, two running backs, three wide receivers. The QB1 and QB12, the QB12 scored 28% less than the QB1. The RB12 scored 46% less than the RB1. The RB24 scored 59.88% less than the RB1. Already, those are huge numbers really big. difference uh wide receiver wide receiver 12 scored 30 percent less than the wide receiver one this is last season and half PPR scoring the wide receiver 20 score scored 43.55 percent less than the wide receiver one and the tight end one scored 48 percent less excuse me the tight end 12 scored 48 percent less points than the tight end one so just from those numbers alone even if you only started one of each position drafting a quarterback early wouldn't make sense the fact that you're starting two running backs, three wide receivers, a flex that takes a running back or a wide receiver, and one tight end, which is way different scoring between tight end 12 and tight end 1 compared to QB 12 and QB 1. You have to wait on QB in your drafts. That is the recipe for success. Do you Hold on. Are we getting a call? Hey, Michael. First time, long time. It's Pat from Mineola. I just hey, want, Pat. I just wanted to ask you, man, but what about Pat Mahomes, man? You see that kid, no-look passes, no-look passes, and running it in. He's on a different level, man. Why not Pat Mahomes in the second round? Let me ask you a question, Pat. Sorry, we had to let Pat go. We had to cut him off. All right, then. <laughs> Pat from Mineola is going to be I'll our guy. I'll ask Pat from, from Mineola. 
Long Island. I was asking Michael. Uh-huh. I knew you knew that. Uh-huh. I was I was shook <laughs> for a second. Where was Pat Mahomes drafted last year, guys? Double digit rounds. Yeah. Where was Ben Roethlisberger drafted last year? Double digit rounds. Andrew Luck, double digit Andrew rounds. Andrew Luck, double digit Matt rounds. Ryan. Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, double, double digit, digit rounds. Aaron Rodgers, if you drafted him in the fourth round, blah. Yeah. Cam Newton, happy. bust second half of the bust. season. You were not happy. Who's Russell, only Wilson, like Russell Wilson, bust. bust. Instead of eh. taking Pat Mahomes in the second round, you get a wide receiver like Mike Evans or a running back like Alvin Cook. Honestly, like. They're, they're, the don't take a quarterback early train is a train that you must get on. Yes. So it's really the easiest just, way to lose is picking a quarterback it's like, early. Would you rather have Mike Evans and Big Ben or Patrick Mahomes and Danny Amendola? It's like, it's a no-brainer. I, and, you know, it's it's also, not only is it a no-brainer, it's it's just like, man, if you if you look at the quarterback landscape, at this time last year, Pat Mahomes and Andrew Luck were being slept on. Completely. It it, it really it, it, and they're like the top two consensus now, and it makes you it just makes you wonder. Yeah. I think Deshaun Watson is the only one you were happy with with his ADP last year. Everyone else was either yeah, went way above or out. way below. Yeah. Um, Jason, what's your first tip? My first tip of the day. I think you guys know it by now. It is do not draft a quarterback, and or with a um a little bit less of a emphasis here, tight end within the first nine picks. Um, so you guys are both telling me what not to do in the draft strategy that I'm about to, <laughs> that I'm about to embark on. Yeah. My my strategy well, isn't so much because we're just talking about fantasy in general. So not even just draft day. It's acquire depth. That's really what I'm getting at here. If you have two running backs, three wide receivers, one flex, that is six spots. I'm good at math. That's six spots. I want to have at least those spots filled. Potentially a tight end, if there's a tight end I like there. If not, I'm happy waiting. And at least one or two bench spots before I grab a quarterback and a tight end if I hadn't grabbed one yet. And that's I think that's the way to build your team because the running backs you're getting in the eighth round, the wide receivers you're getting in the eighth round. Right now, you can probably get some guys with high upside, like a Miles Sanders or a Curtis Samuel, right? Those are the people that are on Twitter right now that are getting a lot of love in the eighth round. If you want to grab one of those guys in the eighth round and their upside matches what people are expecting of them at this point, then it's a lot better than getting a quarterback. What's really the difference between getting Dak Prescott in the eighth and Trubisky in the tenth or Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson? Sure, there's going to be differences, but you could always stream quarterbacks so you could always pick up quarterbacks. And then when I'm looking at late round tight ends, I'm just going to try to get my guy. Last year I identified George Kittle. This year, I'm looking at Trey Burton, Vance McDonald. Those are the guys I'm trying to get. So, and this is the scenario I'm talking about. If Vance McDonald is there in the eighth round, he's going around that point. So, I'm going to have to grab him there. Maybe the seventh round if I really want him on my team. If he gets taken, I'm going to keep getting depth and then grab Trey Burton in the tenth. And I'm going to have a sick team. And then I'm if you're in a league with trades, you could trade your depth for even better players. Also, when it comes to the QBs, if you would have streamed the best QB every single week last season, you would have had a mid-range QB one. That's uh, so. Uh, yes. I hear a lot of people saying that, yeah, but then you got to be on point yeah, every yeah. single week. Obviously, it's very difficult. It's yeah. just you try to say that about running backs and wide receivers. No, nah, you can't. Exactly. Hold on, though. I'm get- Is that a call? Hey, it's me again. It's Tony from Chattanooga. So I was thinking... Tight ends and quarterbacks, though. There's only one, so don't you really need a good guy there? You know, Pat. That's the reason. That's why. Not Tony. Pat, not Pat. Is Chattanooga, Tony. Tennessee, or Florida? Or neither? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where Chattanooga is. You know, that's why you don't need to take them early. There's only one spot there. The um, the value isn't necessarily that important when you're weighing the Tennessee, nailed it. I know my Chattanooga, nice. folks. <laughs> if you're not going to grab Kelsey or it's Kittle, maybe hold off on the rest of the tight ends. Because you're going to get a similar value in the 7th round or in the 12th round. Same thing with the quarterbacks. There's only one person you're starting each week. You want to try to attack the skill positions where the upside is the greatest and the variance is the greatest. That's the thing. You want the better running back so that the person you're facing has to start a worse running back. And there, that's where you're going to get your scoring difference. Yep. Facts, facts. I'm going to go on to mine now. This one's a draft strategy. How many times have you guys been in this situation? You're staring at your draft board, and you got two guys, and you're looking at them, and the and they're both positions of need, 
and you love them both, and you know you're only going to get one of them because that's your draft slot, and you're going back and forth, going back and forth, and the timer's winding down. How many times have you been in that situation? About half the picks of all my drafts. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? So here's what I'm here to tell you. I'm not going to say his work 100% of the time, but you know what? I'm going to make up a random number, 87%. How about that? It works 87% of the time. Nah, honestly, it works more works times than none. 87% of the time? Every, every time. time. You need to draft the better team rather than the better player. For example, you have a situation like Joe Mixon, right? You want Joe Mixon on your team because Joe Mixon has all the talent in the world. And he's going to have all the opportunity in the world. But let's say you're Jason, and you're looking at Joe Mixon and Damian Williams. Jason, who are you taking out of Joe Mixon and Damian Williams? D-Will. You're taking D-Will, right? The reason is because D-Will's in a great offense. Mike Evans uh, is a wide receiver. Antonio Brown. You might be in... Who is it going to be? Mike Evans, Antonio Brown. Mike Evans, Antonio Brown. Mike Evans in the better offense. Take Mike Evans. I think that even if you're in a situation where you're like Aaron Jones or Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack. That one's more of a toss-up because they're kind of they're kind of similar. Yeah, they're both in good offenses. Marlon, anything the Colts have a better offense. Right, Leonard. For, how about this, Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack, Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack. I know Jason it doesn't wouldn't agree with me, but I'm leaning Marlon Mack there because he's in a better offense than Leonard Fournette is. That's my tip. My tip is when you're when you're not it's it's not a draft strategy of only draft guys on great offenses because guys on bad offenses play well. That's just facts. Someone got to score for everyone, right? But I think if you're in between two guys, I say go with the better offense. That's always the that's always the rule that I go by. That's what true values are all about. That's f- for real. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. If you're getting your quarterbacks are, I mean your your targets from Aaron Rodgers are worth way more than your targets from whoever else. Mike, as Michael admires my pants, it's a cricket playing cricket and a peanut playing peanut. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was there when he bought them. He was. He, he was, was a very happy boy. And I'm I'm still happy because they fit me now. I've lost a little weight, and they fit me now. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael, go ahead. What's your second strategy? Do not draft based on positional needs. Draft on draft based on value. This is a big star asterisk, like pointies, Adam. Like I, you should have a you should after six rounds, if you're not drafting a tight end or a quarterback, you should have one bench player that's better than your tight end or quarterback. Yeah. Do not. All because you have a starting lineup does not mean you have to fill that starting lineup right away. For example, this is probably the best example I can think of, the Raz Bowl that I just participated in in industry I knew you were going to talk about I was at the seventh pick. I took Devontae Adams first, seventh overall, who the Green Bay Packers, I guess, sneak peek. It's not released yet, but I speak about how Devontae Adams, his worst game of the season, if you prorate that, the 16 games, he would have been wide receiver 14 and a half PPR last season. His worst game of the season. That's how ridiculously consistent he was. So it took Devontae Adams, seventh overall. Returning was Travis Kelsey was still there. I like the value there. So I took Travis Kelsey. At 3.7, I took Zach Ertz. Because Zach Ertz should not be falling to the back half of the third round. At 4.6, who do I take? George Kittle. A little bit of a caveat there. There's two flex spots. I was going to explain. The fact that George Kittle falls to the fourth round absolutely blows my mind. And I have him way higher than that in my rankings. This is a league where it's two tight, two, one tight end, two flex. So although I already filled my two flexes, those are three receivers, quote-unquote, because they could two of them could end up in the flex position every week that I think could end up top 15 overall in receiving. So now I have Ertz, Kelsey, Kittle, and Devontae Adams. I'm not looking at that as one as three tight ends, one receiver. I'm looking at it as like two and two because one of them is basically a flex every single week. I didn't draft running backs because I'm not reaching for a running back. I'm not taking Joe Mixon at 2.6 because I don't like Joe Mixon's value there. I'm not taking Marlon Mack at 3.7 because I don't like Marlon Mack's value there. He's not a pass catcher. It's a terrible pick. Yeah, he's, a, he's more of a uh, game script guy. So I waited. I ended up getting, in a full PPR league, Terry Cohen and Austin Eckler as my running back. So I was very happy with. I took Tyler Boyd in the fifth, so I went even further. I I draft based on value. I draft on the guys that I want because, after all, it's total points for that week that is going to get you the win, not filling your positions. As long as you have 
the players. Don't wait till round 12 to draft a running back. But, but Michael, draft based on value. It's Todd from the Hamptons. Hey, Todd. But I want a real good quarterback. And I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. I got this kicker that I really got lined up. Why do I need a backup before I have a starter? I'm not even going to. I, that just got me so mad. The what? fact that you brought up kickers just got me so mad. Yo, there's people who <laughs> Hashtag ban the kicker. <laughs> yeah, if you're playing with kickers, we still play with kickers because people in our league are dweebs and don't want to get rid of the kicker. I propose if you still a play with kickers, do not draft kicker and defense to the last. That should be a strategy, too. Do don't not even waste draft the pick them. on kicker and defenses. I don't draft them. Well, if you have to fill your roster. Some leagues are like that. But yeah, as Tim was saying, for whoever Tom from the, the Hamptons. Hamptons was... Don't do it, Tom. You're yep. giving yourself a worse shot at winning the league off the bat. You're basically digging a hole for yourself to start. Um, Jason, what's your second one? My second one follows up from my first one. Once you have that depth acquired because you use your first eight picks on a studly running backs and wide receivers, don't be afraid to deal your depth. The whole point of getting depth is so that you can get studs. Because here's the funniest thing. My team every year, it might not have the most studs to start, but by the end of the year, you best believe I got studs on my squad. Because when you have a beast team and you have on your bench people who are putting up running back two, wide receiver two numbers, and you're looking at a team that's starting 0-3, they're panicking a little bit. They have David Johnson. You have, let's say, Chris Godwin and Derrick Henry. And you have enough depth on your bench. You have Robbie Anderson on your bench. So you could like, all right, I could replace Godwin with Robbie Anderson. You deal those two for David Johnson. Now you have another beast on your team. By the end of the year, you're going to have two or three first-round picks on your team. Guys, Jason's been doing this for years. Years. It's great. I, I full-heartedly support this because I was one of the, I was one of the people that he, that he fleeced. I, I I don't admit it. I don't like to admit it, but he fleeced me one year. Jason and the Argonauts with the with the golden fleece is that a Jason thing? I don't know. Yeah. Just is. one other thing to add in. Know your league as well, um, because Ooh, I made this mistake last year. We were in a ten-team league, Santagato Studios, and I drafted as I draft twelve teams, twelve-team leagues, and that was a mistake because when you're in a smaller league, depth is important, but it's not as important. Because when you only have 10 teams starting these guys, everyone's going to have a very good team. Also, I, I, this isn't on my list, but just to kind of piggyback off what you were saying, know your league, know who's drafting too. If you're in like the 110 and you want to wait on a player and you're picking between two players, you don't know who to – look at what the players around you have. Try and anticipate what they're going to draft, and that should help you inform your decision. Definitely. Like if the 11th and 12th team both have two running backs already – and you're deciding between a tight end and a running back, grab the tight end because you're probably going to get end. the running back. Also, exactly. if you have nine friends, find two more and make it a 12-man league. It's a lot more fun than 10-man leagues. Um, if you're if you're super into the sport, yes. If you're listening to Broda, you're probably into 12-man leagues. But I mean, I'm mean, entirely against 10. I don't know. Ten, a 10-man ten league is a good way for like no, people not. who don't know too much about football to still be competitive and still like have a great deal of variance. Like Eight-team leagues are whack. But a ten-team league, is, there's I don't still know. I disagree. I think variance. I think there's a threshold, like eight-team, six-team, four-team leagues. Like those are fun for people who don't really pay attention. They just want to check. Their, like our girlfriends have a league like that. Yeah. But then, if you want to actually get a little bit more competitive, I think you got to make the jump to twelve. What it, what is what does it say that I'm the best fantasy player in the family and my girl's the worst? And that John, is hilarious. And Johnny's the worst fantasy player in the family and his girl's the best. Timmy just said he's better than us at fantasy. Jay, you heard no, that? That's hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> um, another trade tip that I want to say before we get into this mock draft: um, always get the best player in a trade. And this kind of piggybacks off Jason's trade volume for for one player kind of uh, depth. Trade depth for a superstar. When you're making a trade, and unless you're in an injury situation where you have to trade for depth, you should always, especially in the beginning of the year, looking to trade depth for one superstar player. Um, because there's going to be options in the waiver wire, and there's going to be other things. So, for for example, last year in the Brodo League, um, I went around and I offered a, a giant package a package of Adrian Peterson, um, someone else, like four people who were doing pretty good at the time, and I offered for every single good running back in the league. And someone bit, 
Uh, shout out to Jess. Sorry, Jess. And I got Christian McCaffrey. And it seemed like a giant hole. And her team looked a lot better because now she has all this depth. But guess what? I put Christian McCaffrey in that spot. And then I went on the waiver wire, picked up a third wide receiver, and everything was all right because that person ended up being Tyler Boyd, I think. I would like to say as well, because not all leagues have trades. Um, not all leagues are people willing to trade. Play the waiver wire as well. Facts. Don't be afraid oh, yeah. to play the waiver wire. Spend your fab. Use use your priorities. Don't be the guy going into week 16 who, if you started with $100 fab, yeah. still have $87. Unless you're like 11 and 1. Then you if, should still it, nah. be looking to nah, You got to be aggressive. True, you got to find the people like Philip Lindsay last season. I mistakenly did not buy into it after week one. Exactly. I should have. And one of our guys did. put half of his money right off yeah. the bat. And you got to you got to see opportunities like that because I was in Vegas watching the game. For some reason, the Broncos game was the one right in front of me. And I was like, yo, this dude, Philip Lindsay is nice. That's Colorado's time zone, right? Vegas. I think so. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yo, this dude, Philip Lindsay is killing it. I mean, I, we saw him playing preseason, but out of nowhere, he's playing almost every down in the regular season. There's uh, Broncos fans next to me like, why is Lindsay playing? Where's Freeman? Where's Booker? And Lindsay just took the job and ran with it. So literally, it's like that. You got to you got to pounce on. Um, before we get into our uh, our mock draft where we're all using different strategies. Let's just set you up for the mock draft as it is. But before that, I just want to again thank our sponsor, Red Cup Sports, Red Cup News, at Red Cup News on Instagram. Also, the Bob Lung Consistency Guide, promo code BRODO to get 20% off. So now that we've done that, let's get into this. We're all going to be using different strategies. So you, we've done mock drafts. Go back and listen to them if you're interested. There should be we a fourth mock draft by now, I believe. Of the offseason? Yes. So the first one, we just did a regular mock draft where we all drafted. Um, The second one, there was some kind of caveat. Same, I believe. We did another two normal mock drafts. And then the third one we did together. And now this one, we're going to do a different strategy. So I have the first overall pick, Michael with the sixth, and Jason with the twelfth to keep it just going like that. So without any further ado. Starting lineup, one QB, two RB, two wide receivers, one tight end, two flex, kicker, and a defense. So we decided to go two wide receivers, two flex, instead of three wide receivers, one flex. Like our traditional. Like a traditional. Also, um, yeah, that's it. So I'm up first and... You guys know how I feel about Saquon Barkley. I think that he has a high bust potential this year. Well, I don't say high, but he has a higher bust potential this year than the rest of the guys. So I'm going to go to Alvin Kamara, who I am super duper duper high on. Now, I'm going to save some of this rant for our uh, Saints um, our Saints preview, but I will tell you this. Alvin Kamara, for those people who think that he's not going to get uh, the goal line work, I say you are bugging. Last year, he already didn't get the goal line work. He only got 17% of his targets, team's targets inside the 10. That's 53rd in the league. 26% of his team's targets in the red zones. That's 10th in the league. 40% of his team's rushes within the five. That's 26th in the league. And 46% of his team's red zone rushes, which is 18th in the league. Now, what did he do with those? Fourth in the NFL in rushes within the five. Second in rushes within the 10. 13 red zone TDs were second only to Todd Gurley. Uh, tied for second inside the five TDs with eight Gurley and James Conner. Second in the league in catches in the red zone. And second in the league in catches inside the 10. Despite that he didn't get nearly as much work as the rest of these guys. If you look at the amount of targets, the Saints targeted the running back 28% of the time last year. Kamara only saw 70% of those looks with, Alvin, with Mark Ingram in. To give you an idea of what other teams do, CMC saw 92%, Zeke saw 85%, Gurley saw 84%, Saquon saw 81%. So I'm going with Alvin Kamara because I really think um, Alvin Kamara is on the come up and on the way to being one of the best players Let me some Alvin um, this year. So Alvin Kamara goes first, followed by Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, who I don't know if you guys heard the, the news and we haven't talked about it yet. Let's actually uh, talk about it for a second. Zeke says that he's not going into the season without a new contract. Yeah, it's, very interesting. It's, it's it's just it has a lot of shades of Melvin Gordon. I remember being here sitting with you guys last year. Not Melvin Gordon. Um, Le'Veon Bell. I remember sitting here. Everyone's like, "Don't worry, take Le'Veon Bell second overall. He'll be fine. He'll be fine." Is this contract thing and this contract thing and that contract thing, and it ended up being nothing. I so. gotta say, it was getting super annoying. Melgo, yeah. Zeke, Le'Veon Bell last season. You're signing the contract. 
No. I mean... I disagree with you here. Look, he signed the contract. Melvin Gordon's situation, I get it. He has one year left. But this dude has two years left on his contract and is already a top six paid running back. Come on. That's a little different. Um, I think he needs he wants to get paid more less like a running back and more like a wide receiver because he's getting the wide receiver touches. I think this might be taking some time because the Cowboys apparently are looking to extend Zeke Dak and Amari Cooper. Yeah, because so, Dak and Cooper have one year left on their contracts. Yeah, so they're working on all three right now. I'm not afraid of drafting Zeke, to be honest. All right. Uh, well, Michael can't draft Zeke because he's already taken. Um, Zeke Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Hopkins. Michael's going to go with the zero RB strategy, which means he's not taking an RB until the late rounds. Um, so, Michael, since you're going no running back, who are you looking for here at the wide receiver position? Well, the zero RB strategy, if people are not familiar with it, it doesn't mean I'm drafting zero running backs. just means I'm drafting the pass catchers early because running backs are very much known for being top-heavy and then falling off, and you could find value late. So after the top four running backs, there's a good shot. There are some random people jumping up there that you're not expecting. I love, instance, Jason, I love what Jason said about that. Seesaw running backs, man. Yeah. Trying to stay away from the middle. Running backs early and late. Yeah. For instance, Terry Cohen ended as like a top 15 running back last season. Austin Eckler was top 20. Gus Edwards ended up there. Like these were names that you were not expecting that early on in the season. Names you could have got if you went zero or B. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm a big fan of the strategy. I've done well with this strategy. I'm starting off with Devontae Adams, super consistent, as I said before. Save the rest for the Packers preview, but you can't go wrong with Devontae Adams. After that, Michael Thomas goes, followed by David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Julio Jones, and James Conner. Jason, you are now in the best player available strategy, which means it doesn't matter what position these players are. It doesn't matter if you need to fill the position. As long as he is the best player available, that's who you take. Who you're taking? You got two guys on the turn here. So who are you thinking about? Uh, just so you guys know, on the board right now: Tyree Kill, Todd Gurley, Odell Beckham, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Juju, uh, Nick Chubb, Travis Kelsey, Damian Williams. Keep going. I just took a little bullet to the heart because if I'm being honest, I think the best player available here would have been James Conner, and Conner just got drafted with the 11th. Snipe, pick. snipe, snipe, snipe. I don't think much has changed since the Le'Veon Bell days. Conner was even more effective early in the season last year. I think another yeah. season. It'll help him keep his endurance up. I don't think Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell are issues. So now here's my issue. Um, I'm supposed to be taking this best player available approach. I feel like that's easier to point out later in the draft. Because right now there's a shitload of best players available, if you ask me. Um, So am I taking into consideration injury and uh, off-the-field stuff? Because... The best players here are obviously Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon. If you're just thinking... Trying to get real local crazy, Best huh? players in fantasy football. But the risk there is insane. And you could see that in a lot of high-stakes drafts. People are getting Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon at the 212-3-1 pick. Yeah. Which is absurd as well. What do you got, Jason? It's weird trying to take an approach that I'm not really... Used to. We're all doing that. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to draft a fucking except quarterback and a tight end. I, right I now. enjoy the zero. Yeah, RB except strategy. Michael. Michael's in his fucking element over here. Yeah, Michael, we should have traded. <laughs> um, if we're looking at best player, OBJ. Okay, so OBJ, and then who we got next? I, like I think that. that OBJ has sky high potential this season. And I think that um, with the issues around Gurley and Melgo right now, you're, it's safe enough to take him. So who are you taking after him? You got a lot to pick from. I, Tyree Kill, Todd Gurley on the board. Um, Damian Williams, your boy. Melvin Gordon. Best available. Going to end with 1,600 receiving yards. Tyree Kill. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. After him goes Todd Gurley, Juju Smith-Schuster, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, and Travis Kelsey, which leaves uh, Michael um, with Devontae Adams on his team and a no running back strategy in hand. Spick. So let's go to the wide receivers and let's see the tight ends too. Fact, that counts. The fact that Juju and Kelsey just got taken breaks my heart. Antonio Browns, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper. That's not exactly the worst stuff. And then George Kittle, Zach Ertz, O.J. Howard, all available at the tight end too. So where are you going here? So I would have taken Juju or Kelsey, whichever one fell. Juju over Kelsey if they both fell. I was expecting at least one of them to fall, Michael. but sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles. Um, so. Listeners... New listeners might not know this. Old listeners do. 
You love you some Juju. I love me some Juju. What's the earliest you're taking him? The turn. If I have the 12th pick, I'm taking Juju at the turn. Interesting. Over yeah. OBJ and Tyreek Hill? Over OBJ and Tyreek Hill. Which reminds me, we got to do our uh, draft order. Our draft order. That's always fun. Yeah, it is. Anyway, go ahead, Michael. Word. Nice. <laughs> Maybe we could do that later. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going with Mr. Consistent himself, though people don't feel that way about him, Mr. Mike Evans. I was about to say Mike Evans. That's the guy. 1,000 yards each of his first five seasons. This guy averages 1,250 yards and eight touchdowns a year in his career. Bruce Arians' offense now going to be the main target. I'm excited for Mike Evans this year. I think he has a great season, so I'm taking Mike Evans here. You know what I was excited about? I had a nice stool under me, and then Jason just fucking took the stool. Stool. And now he's you know what, Tim? This is a this is also a good point to pick out here since we're t- we're discussing draft strategies. Stools? No. After Mike Evans, I'm stealing your job for a second. Went Damian Williams, Melvin Gordon, Nick Chubb, Marlon Mack. Running backs. Galore. Four running backs. The second, third, and fourth team and you only have running backs. Yes. So here, if you don't take wide receivers, you know wide receivers are more than likely going at two, three, and four. Yeah. So that's something you have to keep in mind when you're drafting. Facts. So, Michael, he's he's got that wide receiver eye right now. He doesn't know. Well, he's not supposed to know this, but I have a different strategy. I'm going early QB and early tight end. Um, I this think fell that, perfectly for you with that strategy. It did. So Patrick Mahomes obviously goes with the second first pick. I mean, the last pick of the second round. And then for tight end, I have a choice here to make: Zach Ertz versus George Kittle. I'm going to go with the sure thing here, and I'm going Zach Ertz with the Man, first pick of the third round. George Kittle seems to just be jumping over Ertz in like a lot. A lot of rankings. Personally, I don't get it because Ertz is one of the most uh, safe tight ends as well. I had Ertz in mad formats last year, and I loved owning him in our main league. Michael had him. Fucker. Um, But, yeah, I had him in all the other leagues I had, and I loved having him in my tight ends. Michael, you want to make a bet? Kittle scores more than Ertz? Ooh. No, I think they end up basically right next to each other. All right, so, so shake my hand because you right, have I love me some Zach right? Ertz. Hey, ba- are, you, are you keeping score of this shit now? No, I got to start writing Come on, you fucking guy. Um, Aaron Jones, Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, and Keenan Allen. I was going to say Keenwa, Keenwa Allen. Uh, good stuff, Keenwa. Keenwa's good. Um, personally, I don't know if you're going to go for a running back now, Michael. Right here is where I would love to have on Johnson if I was Michael. Um, but Michael, where are you thinking? Carryon Johnson is a great pick here, but I'm going zero RB, Tim. That's facts. Shout out to Damian Williams who got picked. Great pick. <laughs> <laughs> the wide receivers here, again, I would have loved if T.Y. or Keenan Allen fell to me. They did not. Adam Thielen, super consistent. I just don't see the huge upside with him there, though he would be a great pick here. Cooper, you guys, uh, listeners know how we feel about Cooper. The inconsistencies are frustrating. Stefan Diggs, more of the same. You got Edelman, Cooks, Woods. Love me some Robert Woods, but a little early here in the third round. So I'm going to go to the tight end position, especially since there's two flex and only two wide receivers. The tight end position is a little closer value-wise to the wide receiver position. I'm going with George Kittle. Uh, he should be a beast again this season, one of the big three tight ends. Give me some George Kittle. Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs, on Johnson, Devontae Freeman, and Amari Cooper go next. The fact that Leonard Fournette and Josh Jacobs just went before Carryon Johnson makes me think that nobody um, is listening to any type of news um, over there in the sleeper world. Although we do like the sleeper app. Shout out to sleeper. Um, and Amari Cooper. So, Jason, you got two picks. Best players available regardless of position. I can't believe Adam Thielen's still there. I've I got to say, go this late. Um, I like Carryon Johnson a lot with this um, Love news of Theo Riddick leaving. He has such... And- a high floor Darren <laughs> That's another th- we these previews were we're giving a lot of hints to the previews coming. Foosball's the bevel. <laughs> Darren Bevel is the coach, uh, the offensive coordinator. If that's he what likes, Jason Jarvis He likes to run. Yes. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I already have two wide receivers, but I'm playing best player available approach, and I think it's a no brainer that the two Vikings wide receivers need to be on my team. Both. Interesting. Thielen and Diggs were so clearly the going, two best options there. Jason's going zero RB. Just uh, just by chance. Just by chance, yeah. Interesting. Look at the rest of the names. If if we're talking about consistency, Robert Woods, I think, is in that same echelon. Not everyone agrees in the fantasy world, but me and Michael definitely do. I wrote an article about it, if you want to check it out, on brotofantasy.com. Called him an ice cream sandwich. Underrated, but great. 
But if we're just looking at upside and what they've done in the past and stuff like that, Thielen and Diggs were obviously the best available. Interesting. For sure. Thielen and Diggs. So Jason, you think he's going no zero RB because he's got four wide receivers right Dude, now. Dude, look at the OBJ, Hill, Thielen, and Diggs. It's a it's pretty bomb crazy. squad. Uh, Derek Henry, Mark Ingram, Kenny Galladay, Julian Edelman, and Philip Lindsay go next, which means, Michael, you are on the Clizzy. That I am, and I am taking the ice cream sandwich himself here. Chris Godwin is interesting. I'm just, I'm a huge Robert Woods guy. Last season, Robert Woods was my number one. You must draft him pick, and it ended up paying off huge dividends. Prefer him to Brandon Cooks because of larger consistency. Cooks is still available. Prefer him to A.J. Green, obviously, now with injury news. Godwin, he's obviously safer than Godwin. And then there's a drop-off, I believe, besides uh, one name there that I'm hoping falls later. So I'm going to keep that name out of Timmy's ears for now. I'm going Robert Woods here. So Robert Woods goes next, followed by the guy I was hoping fell, David Montgomery, uh, Brandon Cooks, A.J. Green, and Calvin Ridley. I was also hoping A.J. Green fell. Uh, I'm not going to draft A.J. Green, but I want to talk to you about the strategy of drafting A.J. Green right here because I decided to go quarterback and tight end early, which means I need to fill out my spots. A guy like A.J. Green in the fifth round for a team like mine where you can get a potential second-round pick in the fifth round, that's where you want to take your shot. But with that being said... I'm taking a look at some guys here, and I have some options. And I'm already regretting taking a quarterback early because guys that I could have had, Aaron Jones, um, Carrion Johnson, guys I really like, Adam Thielen, uh, A.J. Green, like I said, David Montgomery, Robert Woods, Kenny Galladay, uh, Derrick Henry, Stephon Diggs. These are all guys I really liked that I would rather have over Patrick Mahomes in this situation because I could easily – guess who's still available? Andrew Luck's available. I could get Andrew Luck. I can get Deshaun Aaron Rodgers. If I no one, someone no right one has gone after Deshaun Watson. Yet. Yeah, there's been no quarterbacks taken. So it's something that, you know, if you're still taking a quarterback early, this is why we tell you not to take a quarterback. I'm taking a bullet for you. All right. So I'm going to have to go huge upside here because I'm going to need two. I'm going to need a guy or two receivers at least who are going to be high upside because I don't want these middle round running backs. So I'm going to wait on running back. So I'm taking two giant upside receivers. I'm going to go with Chris Godwin. And I like that. I'm gonna go with Cooper Cup, hoping that Cooper Cup is still healthy. He is. You didn't take who I wanted. The yes. most like the number one, um, in in LA is that's what I how I feel. Tyler Lockett, Sony Michelle, Chris Carson, and finally the the next the next QB off the board, Andrew Luck. Michael, you are back on the board with your zero RB strategy. I just gotta say those picks there, Lockett and Carson, love them. If Michelle and Luck hate him. How, if Carson fell to me here at 5.6, he would have been my first running back. How do you guys feel about my Chris Godwin Cooper Cup back-to-back? I like it. I think you needed upside wide receivers. Cooper Cup is risky, but you're taking a risky approach. Yeah, it's a risky, very risky approach. So I'm okay with it. Well, if you look at the, my team, though, Alvin Kamara, you say he's going to get 18 points a game or you know, so. It's Zach Ertz, 15. Patrick Mahomes, For 20. early QB and tight end. Not too bad, I'm kind of right? liking your team a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right? It's Even though crazy. I usually, I hate that strategy. But it, it take out Patrick Mahomes and add, like, Carrion Johnson, and this team is legitimately the best team on this board. True that. Anyway, go ahead. I'm going to go here with a wide receiver who, dare I say, is slowly and slowly becoming my... Slowly and slowly. <laughs> Double becoming, slowly. Becoming my this season Robert Woods. Uh-oh. Tyler Boyd. Oh, shit. Michael with the curveball. The middle round when guy. When did you get so big on Tyler Boyd? Yeah, There's right? no reason We've not only, to be, we, we haven't, Hold on. Just because I was one, hating on him a little we bit? We skipped one week of weeklies, and this guy's a Tyler Boyd lover. Every time sudden. every time I look more and more into Tyler Boyd, just more and more love. Look, growing. I'm all about Tyler Boyd. I've been on the Tyler Boyd bandwagon since two years ago when you guys made fun of me two years ago for that the shit. The fact that, yeah, he was terrible two years ago. We were right. <laughs> the fact I'm that, just saying I saw the talent. The fact that he produced a thousand yards last season in 13 or 14 games aj green is out now which tyler boyd is going to be the main guy he really he just he was a top 15 overall pff receiver just like robert woods like he did everything he needed to do to be a great wide receiver he's young going into his third or fourth season now fourth season i believe so i'm all over tyler boyd i think he's a tremendous fifth sixth round pick i'm going tyler boyd here um, that, I mean, it's a great, it's a great one. Aaron Rodgers in the quarterback sandwich with Tyler Boyd, Mike Williams, Jarvis Landry, O.J. Howard, and Kenyon Drake. His fifth round is uh, shaping up a little ugly, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but Jason, now you're on the turn. You have four wide receivers. Um, 
to give you guys an idea, uh, if he wants to go quarterback, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield still on the board. If he wants to go running back, Tevin Coleman, James White, Lamar Miller, Tariq Cohen, uh, Darius Geis. Um, if you want to go with another wide receiver for your flex spot, well, you can't. Well, or you can. It's up to you. DJ Moore, Alshon Jeffrey, Robbie Anderson, Dante Pettis. Go ahead. Not going to lie to y'all. Y'all. OJ Howard and Kenyon Drake were the two guys for the best available label, the two guys I was hoping were going to fall to me. Dude, can I? Yeah, I mean, you're right. And do you know what else, man? You see Kenyon Drake here. You see OJ Howard go. And then you look at these wide receivers, and it's even more of a holy shit, wide receivers are deep this year. Yeah. And the running backs, not so much. And the running backs, very much not so and much. And that's why my strategy right now is killing me inside because I'm a heavy running back early guy. I'm going to have two running backs in my first three picks most likely. Without a doubt, especially this year, man. I am I would so much rather take a chance on a guy like Robbie Anderson or Dante Pettis than a guy like Sony Michelle or Kenyon Drake. Yeah, so if I'm looking at this and thinking best available, I think no one here – well, I mean some people, of course, are only in the fifth round – it's going to be tough to beat the upside of Evan Ingram. Basically going to be the de facto number one wide receiver in New York. Has always been very good without OBJ in his career. Fill in that tight end spot. Again, as I was saying earlier, don't love taking tight ends in the middle rounds like this. But the best available approach, I think Evan Ingram brings the most upside. Um, can, can I have my opinion on who I think is the best available now? Yeah, go for it. I think Deshaun Watson is the best player available. Personally. I mean, you might disagree. Tevin Coleman, James White, Lamar Miller still on the board. Uh, DJ Moore, Alshon Jeffrey still on the board. Um, you just took the best tight end available. Looking at the running backs, don't really stand out to me much. The wide receivers, I wouldn't even be able to start this person at this point. And I don't love them. I do like Anderson and Pettis. Um, those two names stand out to me with the rest of the wide receivers. I agree that Deshaun Watson is the next quarterback in that tier here. The running backs, I don't love. I don't think any of these can qualify as best available. He's the only guy that I have, like, above a tier break in all of these positions. Michael, who's your best available here? Tough question, but because I don't want you to steal him from me, but it might be Austin Eckler if you're in need I was of thinking that backs. as well. If you're looking at upside here, Eckler is the best available. I'm not going to lie. Anderson. I don't want you to do that because I already have a plan to draft Austin Eckler when I, when I come up on him. Right, I'm so if I'm, you, that's why I don't want you to. But so I agree in my with you. mind, he's one of the better ones. In my mind, you the think best he's better available. than James White? I think right now I take Eckler over White. Eckler yeah. over White, really? Yeah, that's what I. He has higher upside. I don't know, man. I think the best running back available right now is Austin Eckler. The wide receivers, Anderson or Pettis. Quarterback is Watson. I'm gonna go. Eckler. Ugh. Damn it, Jason. Fucker. Uh, Austin Eckler goes next. Hunter Henry, Tevin Coleman, Deshaun Watson, and James White, and Tariq Cohen follow. Holy moly, me and Michael, going. yeah, me and Michael both shake our head when James White falls off the board. Um, so now Michael is in a situation where he has no running backs. Yep. And the running backs are flying off the board. Michael, what are you gonna do here? Here I have my flex positions filled, my wide receiver positions filled, my tight end positions filled. I don't have a QB or running backs yet. Running backs are going fast. I'm going all reliable here. Mr. Dante Foreman himself. Dante Foreman couldn't outlast him. Oh. Lamar Miller. I was about to say, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. First of all, yeah, if you guys listen to here Brodo, we here we go. you know that we have told you for months. Yeah, how have we not mentioned this yet? Dante Foreman was the worst idea possible. For the we months, have been adamant about it. I've been saying it since he got drafted, well, basically. Well, every single person on Twitter was saying, draft him in the ninth round. He's stealing a job from Mar Miller, man. Guess They're what? all skater dudes. Now he's on the Colts. Probably not even going to make that team either. Lamar Miller's on the squad. Lamar Miller. Uh, Rashad Penny, DJ Moore, Darius Geis, and Alshon Jeffrey follow, which leaves me in a precarious situation. I need another running back. But I also need a wide receiver. This does put me in the great position of not needing a quarterback and a tight end when there's great quarterbacks and tight ends available. Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton. Which is uh, why you don't take them early. I would love yeah. them. It, not to mention Eric Ebron, Vance McDonald, Trey Burton, all all available still. Jared Cook. So I, I think I've already proved that this strategy is not the strategy to take early quarterback and early tight end. But with that being said, um, I'm going to try and fill out 
some of these uh, spots that I have. The first guy I'm going to go with is Robbie Anderson. I love me some Robbie Anderson this year. Um, I really think that he's ready to take the next step with his quarterback. And then I'm going to scroll down a little bit and reach a little bit because, look, when you're at the turn, you need to reach. My RB2 is going to be Jordan Howard to start the year because I think he's going to start um, He's going to start in, in Philadelphia. So I have Jordan Howard here. Uh, in a run of quarterbacks, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, and Baker Mayfield all go next. Interesting. Dante Pettis goes after that uh, in the seventh round with the fifth pick. That leaves Michael with the uh, sixth pick in the seventh round. Michael, wow, I just dropped my mic. Don't drop your mic, Mike. <laughs> this is where don't I tell you not to take Daryl Henderson and Latavius Murray in the seventh round, folks. Yeah. Daryl Henderson, you're drafting a handcuff who is fighting Malcolm Brown for playing time, according to training camp reports. I think those ADPs, now that I'm looking at it, and this is why mocking is so important, it really could just be a result of people waiting on running backs, jumping on a quarterback, jumping on a tight end, jumping on these middle sexy um, wide receivers, and then just forgetting they have a second running back spot almost and being mad desperate. Yeah. So now it's up to me. I could take another receiver here. I could go QB or I could go running back. I'm feeling a little frisky here, guys. I feel like taking a chance on running back. Taking a chance on running backs is what you have to do when you go 0RB. Because if one of them hits, then you have a bomb squad. Because if that running back produces top three round level and you already have the wide receivers who are consistent, more consistent than running backs, then bada bing, bada boom, you're all set. Just take Peyton Barber already. <laughs> I'm not taking Peyton Barber. Oh. Take a Miles Sanders. Oh, okay. okay. So Word out of Miles Sanders' camp, now that he's healthy again. Is that he's already working with the ones. Yes. Is that he's already looking great. So Michael going the exact so opposite I'm going of my strategy with Jordan Howard. Exactly. Daryl Henderson, Allen Robinson, Latavius Murray, and the two guys that we told you not to draft in this round. Will Fuller, Carson Wentz go next. Jason, you're on the turn. Best players available. Right now you have OBJ, Tyreek Hill, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Evan Ingram, and Austin Eckler. And right now I'm going to do what I um, – although I'm not loving this team and the strategy approach that I was given – I'm going to do what I say and take um, depth because I need a running back. I need a quarterback, but I can't pass up on Christian Kirk here. So Christian Kirk goes with the with the best player available strategy. And then looking next, none of the quarterbacks really stand out to me. None of the wide receivers are too sexy. I already have a tight end. Don't love those guys. Come on, Jason. You could do it. You could do it. Rojo. Rojo, wow. Uh, after Rojo goes... You know I hate that pick. If you're looking best player and upside, yeah. I was given this hand, yeah. bro. It's high upside. Gotta play it. It is high upside. Geronimo Allison, Kyler Murray, Larry Fitzgerald, Jared Cook, and Marvin Jones goes next. Michael, you are up here. Um, Chicago Bears defense is still on the board. Uh, so is Will Lutz. Oh, what shit. are you going to do? <laughs> you didn't tell me Chicago Bears defense would be available. <laughs> it's my turn, folks. I have... My whole starting lineup filled out except for quarterback, which means I'm not drafting a quarterback because you don't have to draft a quarterback in these situations. I'm looking back a wide receiver here. I want to get a strong receiver to add to the to the squad. And like I said, I'm taking chances here, folks. Someone we hate ADP-wise. We've hated ADP-wise for years. Now finally falling into the correct ADP range that he should be. Corey he Davis. Corey Davis. Corey Davis at 8.7. Eric Ebron, Vance McDonald, McDonald, MVS, and Kareem Hunt in the eighth round is beyond my even comprehension. Um, there he goes. So that leaves me here. I'm going to need running back depth. I think that's the most important thing that I have. I like my wide receivers. Um, the running backs, I got Jordan Howard. So I'm going to go and I'm going to draft Royce Freeman because the – the rumor is that he's going to get his carries, and he could split carries. So I have Royce Freeman. So Jordan Howard and Royce Freeman there teaming up to be my RB2 kind of combined. And then taking a look uh, at these wide receivers, I'm going to wait on wide receiver, and I'm going to hope that my guy falls to me in the next round. Obviously, I Actually, I'm not. He's not going to, so I'm going to take him. Anthony Miller is my next pick. Sterling Shepard, Sammy Watkins, Russell Wilson, Chicago Bears defense goes next. Michael, that leaves you. Where are you at, son? Now I'm doing what Jason predicted me to do last uh, round. I have two running backs. Going for a third running back here. Someone who has the position currently 
on a great offense, potentially great offense, is Peyton Barber. All right. Peyton Barber goes next. So Ronald Jones goes before Peyton Barber. Michael snipes Jason for his uh, handcuff. Uh, Cam Newton, Jared Goff, Nikhil Harry, and Dee Westbrook goes next. Jason, you are on the Clizzy. Matt Burita. So going with more upside running backs? Yep, you need an upside Shanahan. running back, doing best available here. If I look at the running backs, I think Matt Breida has a good chance to be very effective in that Kyle Shanahan offense, even with Tevin Coleman getting a lot of work. I think Breida showed last year that he's a great running back. He's playing through a lot of injuries, too. Looking next, the next best available player. Right now, it looks like a lot of poop. Your poop mouth, the poop in your mouth. <laughs> Where's that from again? With the poop mouth, with the poop in your mouth. Anchorman. Anchorman. Yep. Anchorman. There it is. Kiki Cutie. Ooh, Jason going off the board for his guy. You gotta love it. Cortland Sutton, Adrian Peterson, Lashawn McCoy, Damian Harris, and jo- and Jalen Samuels. If you pick Cutie there, and then you see the next guys that go off the board, it's gotta make you feel so much better about picking Cutie. Yeah. Um, J- uh, Michael, you're up. Yes, I am. I'm going with someone that Jason's not high on, but if he drops to the 10th round, I'm taking a chance on because he is a solid receiver. I'm not drafting him, expecting him to be a top 30 wide receiver because I'm drafting him as a wide receiver five. I just think he has good potential to be a wide receiver three. Curtis Samuel. I I love that pick. I think in the 10th round, that's a really good value. Uh, uh, Deontay Foreman, uh, the newest Indianapolis running back, goes next, followed by the Rams defense, Jameis Winston and Jarek McKinnon. That leaves me, the first guy, uh, that I want is definitely Dante Moncrief. I feel like Dante Moncrief has a really... I was going to really, take him in the next round, bro. Yeah, I mean, you can't now. He's got a really good chance. And then I'm looking at, again, I'm going to need running back depth. I want to set myself up for the future. I know that there's a guy who always gets hurt. I'm taking his backup. Alexander Madison uh, goes in the 11th round for me. Phillip Rivers, Emmanuel Sanders, DK Metcalf, Deshaun Jackson goes next, which leaves Michael on the clock. Michael, who you got? Here I am going, I could basically go anywhere yet again. So I'm looking at QB or receiver because I already have so many wide receivers. Uh, Excuse me, I'm looking at QB or running back because I already have so many wide receivers. Taking a shot with a guy who has a direct path to early down playing time, Devin Singletary with the Buffalo Bills. Man, I was was hoping he was going to get to me. Um, Carlos Hyde, Tom Brady, Jacksonville Jaguars, Austin Hooper, and Baltimore Ravens go next. Jason, you are on the clock. I already have Eckler. The guy who's going to get most of the rushing work if Melgo stays out. Justin Jackson. The other guy I was hoping for. Join the squad. And I am, again, looking for a lot of upside. I took a lot of wide receivers already. I still like a lot of the quarterbacks available. Don't really need them. I think best available here. Kalen Balazs. Nice. Caleb Blas is a good pick right here. Ito Smith, Ben Roethlisberger, Golden Tate, Devin Funches, Los Angeles Chargers defense goes next. Michael, you are up with your second-to-last pick before kicker in defense. Another big-time running back possibility here. If Ingram gets hurt or if he takes over pass-catching work, very explosive, runs like a 4-3-something 40, Justice Hill. Man, I got to say, this is the seesaw. Running backs to the fullest right now. Yeah, yep. it is. Those middle-round running backs are ugly. Lamar Jackson, James Washington, Paris Campbell, Minnesota Vikings defense goes next. That leaves me here on the turn. So what am I going to do here? First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take a look at Naheem Hines, and I'm going to say, hey, I want that guy. Can't argue with that. Naheem Hines goes here. Then I'm going to want some running back. I mean, wide receiver depth. I'm going to go with T-Sizzle, Terrell Williams, uh, out of Oakland. The gazelle, baby. Uh, Delaney Walker, Trey Burton, TJ Hawkinson, and Jordan Reed going a run of tight ends. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Take Trey Burton in the 12th, please. The 13th. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm hearing good things about Jordan Reed this year, and he's an intriguing name. Uh, Michael, what's up? And this is why you wait on quarterback, folks. Yep, so I'm in the 13th not. round, my last pick before. We fill out the roster when we do these mock drafts, so kicker and defense are coming next. Someone who is a top 10 per game average quarterback last season, Timmy's boy. I don't love him as a QB at all, but he's a solid fantasy option, especially in the 13th round. Taking him over Dak just because I'm feeling a little frisky here, as Timmy would say. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky goes next. Dak Prescott after that. Greg Zerloin, the first kicker. John Brown, Cleveland Browns, and Justin Tucker go next. Jason, I I already know who you're going to pick. Jimmy G. You know what? Looking at my team, Jimmy Jimmy G G is someone that I want. Jason's taking Josh Allen because of the upside. Kidding. Jason would never draft Josh Allen. I'm taking everyone's. Apparently, least favorite QB1, Kirk Cousins. 
Yeah. Hmm. Easy QB1 here. Okay. Easy. And now we have to fill out the rest. So, sure. What's the first defense here? The Texans? My team. Uh, Garoppolo, Harrison, Harrison Buckner, Deion Lewis. Butker. Butker, excuse me. Deion, oh, Will Lutz gets sniped. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you guys laugh at me. I want Will Lutz on all my fantasy Isn't teams. funny? Michael, Fuck y'all. kicker, dude. I'm actually hyped about this kicker, Kaimi Fairbarn. He was a beast for Houston last he season. He was. He was a beast. Steven Gaskowski, Jake Elliott, Eagles defense, Robbie Gold. Um, You know what? Giorgio Tavecchio. Hey, Giorgio. Giorgio Tavecchio. My defense. You know what? I'm going to go with, and I, just because I want everyone to know that I'm all about them. J-E-T-S. I think the Lions got one of the most underrated defenses this year. I'm going with the Lions. I think they're going to force a lot of turnovers. Kyle Rudolph. They do have a great rushing defense. Adam Vinatieri, Darwin Thompson, Marquise Goodwin goes mm, next. Darwin Thompson's only forgot That's about. a solid pick in the 15th round, yeah. I'm going Denver Broncos because they always have a good defense. So. Denver Broncos, and then Jason, who's going to be your kicker, bro? My kicker is going to be Michael Badgley. Michael Bagley. All right, so let's go over the teams. Mark Andrews went right before Michael Bagley, another guy who's a good late tight end target. For sure. So my team, starting quarterback Patrick Mahomes at the running back spot, Alvin Kamara and Jordan Howard. Starting wide receivers, Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup, and Robbie Anderson. Anthony Miller, Dante Moncrief, Alexander Madison, Naheem Hines, and Terrell Williams on the bench. For Michael, his starting uh, wide receivers and flex spots, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Robert Woods and Tyler Boyd at tight Yum. end, George Kittle. At running back, Lamar Miller and Miles Sanders uh, so with some Peyton Barber, Devin Singletary, and Justice Hill mixed in. And Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. I like Curtis, how this team turned out. Curtis Samuel and Corey Davis fill out that roster. And then finally for Jason, his four uh, wide receiver and uh, what do you call spots? Flex spots. OBJ, Tyreek Hill, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. His tight end is Evan Ingram. His starting running backs, Austin Eckler and Ronald Jones uh, the second. Um, and finally, his starting quarterback, Kirk Cousins. To fill out his roster, Christian Kirk, Matt Breida, Kiki Kuti, Justin Jackson, and Kalen Balaj. Interesting teams All that we drafted. All better than Ronald Jones. I'm never jumping on the Ronald Jones bandwagon. Yeah, I don't like that pick now. Interesting team that we all have we all assembled here using our different strategies. Remember, you could use so many strategies, it's not even funny, but if you were thinking about using those strategies, use that as a, as a kind of a litmus test. Reminder that I was the only one who used a strategy that they actually prefer. Right, right, right. <laughs> Me and Jason definitely forced ourselves into that. Um, but with that being said... That is all for our show today. Thank you so much. It's good to get a weekly in again. It's been two weeks since a weekly. We're we're really happy about that. Shout out again to our sponsor, Red Cup News, at Red Cup News on Instagram. Michael, where can they find you? Mike underscore Patrop. Jason? Jason Patrop. You can find me on social media, on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. That name is at Tim Patrop. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Brodo Fantasy. Also, YouTube.com slash Brodo Fantasy patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy to get some extra stuff. Don't miss out on your opportunity to join a Broto League. Got till August 25th. You August 2-5. August 25th. You can play in a league with us or you can play in a league with people in the community who you'll get to talk to via the Discord. A bunch of extras. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy. If you like what you hear here, uh, we're going to have even more great content coming at you this year. This year, we're excited to expand our schedule for the regular season as well. We're going to be doing at least three shows a week, adding a review show. Oh, hot damn. It's a my Very, jam. very excited about the review show. And um, also, if you go to the Patreon, you will get an extra waiver wire episode where we will give you our waiver wire picks, how much fab we'd spend on them, what waiver priority we'd use on them, etc. You'll get. You also get info like, you, you guys know your teams better than we do. So we're going to say things like, if you're running back heavy, you should get this receiver instead. Yes. So even if we have, like, if you see our rankings and you see a running back first, maybe you won't make that decision based on what you hear. And if you join the Patreon as well, we will follow you so you have a situation where you can uh, DM us for some advice so your the rest of your fantasy mates can't see the advice we're giving you. And you could literally send us screenshots of your team and we could tell you who we'd put in and who we'd drop for another person. and who you'd basically, We're basically like your coaches. We're like your offensive coordinator. We're like the Kyle Shanahan of... Fantasy football. You guys go out there and make the plays. We just we just can help you out in calling them. Uh, but with that being some said. chips. Yeah, let's get it. Don't forget, BrotoFantasy.com for everything Broto, including true throw and true target values. One of the best start-sit tools that you are going to use this season. I promise you that. Um, remember, we are giving you stuff daily. 
here on the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast this summer. 32 teams in 31 days of August. We also did one on July 31st, so we cheated a little bit. But the 32 teams in 32 days, um, all of August, we have content coming at you every single day, including Saturday and Sunday. If you didn't check out the uh, Jets and Patriots this Saturday and Sunday, please go check those out. But without any more plugging, we'll see you tomorrow, and we'll also see you next week. And the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Yeah. Um, this is going to be my last live episode for a couple weeks. I'm going on my honeymoon after oh, my boo. wedding. Uh, so you're going to be here with Michael and Jason giving you the updates and everything you need. So, That's right. Um, if you want to tell, wish me congrats or anything like that, you know, feed my ego a little bit, check us out. Later. Peace. Later.